what is up you guys welcome to the inspiring souls podcast we're so stoked that you're here listening with us today today on the pod we have abby and we're gonna have her introduce us introduce herself to you (laughs) hey guys my name is abby i live in provo currently i'm just working i do marketing um i'm originally from northern idaho so is anyone listening from Northern Idaho? Hello. Yeah. Where <laughs> um, at in Northern Idaho? I have Sandpoint. Seen. So if you know where Coeur d'Alene is. Okay, yes. It's yes. 40 minutes north. Okay. Which okay. people don't think exists, but it does. <laughs> it is there. It's there, I promise. We're like an hour from the Canadian border. So okay. Okay. really, really north. But Yeah, super north. Yeah. But yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I've been in Utah off and on for a few years. I do marketing, like I said. I'm also a photographer. Well, trying to be. Fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a little bit about me. I love it. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. This. this is going to be so great. Um, so some things first that came into my mind as you were introducing yourself. Did you always want to go into marketing or no. did you kind of feel called to that? Yeah. So... I, my mom did medical, not medical school. She was a medical assistant. Okay. And so, and I was always in trouble in fifth grade. (laughs) So I'd have to go sit at the doctor's office and I loved it. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the scrubs or if it was like the sticker bucket or what it was, but I loved it. And so, um, I always just wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to do nursing for a really long time. I thought about doing obstetrics. Gotcha. Um, and then I finally decided on, um, ultrasounds, like for OB. I don't even remember what the term is for it now, but, um, when I was in high school and then when I lived in Costa Rica, which I kind of want to talk about, but, um, yeah, (laughs) just casually casually throw that out there. Just casually Um, I was like, I don't even want to go to school and I can't even stand like the sight of blood or like any bodily. (laughs) I mean, that's important when it comes to medical. Totally. So then I was like, I love social media. I love photography. I love all that kind of stuff. And so I just kind of landed on marketing and just went right into it. And that's what I've been doing for the last year. So, so did you, you didn't go to school for that. You just kind of, yeah, you self-taught dove into it that way. Yeah. So I originally took like a social media marketing course on Coursera. I don't think I finished it. If I'm being completely honest, that's okay. (laughs) It's fine. I'm certified in social media management, Yeah, but, um, so then I moved to Utah and was going to finish that. And then I just got a job in marketing. Okay. Um, that job. I don't miss it. Sometimes I do, but I really don't. Yeah. yeah. So, but now I'm working for a startup company that's actually based oh. out of Northern Idaho. Okay. That's um, cool. So anyways, that's, that's way fun. Answer. Yeah. So let's bounce back. Yeah. You lived in Costa Rica. Yes, I did. Okay. So, so yes, we need to know all the details. Oh yes. So basically long story short, um, I, well, okay. So we're going to go back like 35, 50 years. Oh, perfect. My dad was born in Costa Rica. Oh, so okay. his parents, oh my gosh, they're so cool. They moved to Costa Rica after they got married with whatever money they had left. Just for the heck of it. Just for the heck of it. Cause okay. my grandpa was a sailor. We called him, well, he died when I was little, so I didn't know him, but his okay. name was grandpa pirate and I love it. he loved to sail. That was like, if you didn't know where grandpa was, he was probably on a sailboat. Yeah. So awesome. he had this dream of restoring this boat from the harbor. And okay. so they moved to Costa Rica with all the money they had. And I think they were there for three or four years because my dad was born there and they left when okay. he was three. So they're probably there for three okay. or four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what's crazy is they lost all their stuff when they came back. It went off a ravine. They <gasps> lost everything. So all their journals, all their stuff, they except for what anything. was in their van. Oh, Isn't that crazy? That's I'm sad. like, are you kidding? <laughs> I know. So 
my grandma would write home letters to her mom in California every week, but the Paradise Fire, that's where my family's originally from. Oh. Obviously, the house did not make it. And yeah. so all that's gone. And so oh. anyways, but I'd always heard about it. Like we didn't really ever talk about the details of Costa Rica, but yeah. I was like, that is so freaking cool. But that was a part of like your your yeah, story because totally. it was your grandparents uh-huh. and your dad. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so I remember when I was little, I'm like, I'm gonna go to Costa Rica one day. Yeah. So fast forward, my I call it my freshman year of college, even though I never went to college. That's perfect. Um, but in 2020, my roommates were like, oh, I'm going on a mission. And I was like, am I supposed to go on a mission? Like, <laughs> what, what am I supposed am to I do? Am I supposed to do that? Because I didn't really want to do that, but am I supposed to? So I ended up starting my mission papers. Okay. I moved home um, in the spring of 2021. And then I got home and like total like change. I was like, that doesn't feel right. And I was like, yeah. well, then what the heck did I just move back for? Yeah. Which, interesting enough, I might talk about this too was a really good thing. I moved back for some other reasons, but, mm. um, I decided I found ILP. It's international language programs. I love ILP. What? I was going to go on ILP. Okay. So this is so fun. Yes. Okay. okay. So I found that and I was like, I could go to Costa Rica. Like I could go live there for yes. three months. Okay. Wait. So explain a little bit about oh, what yeah. ILP is for people who might not. Yeah. Know. So ILP is international language programs. It's based out of Utah. It's a nonprofit volunteer program. I feel like I'm like making an ad right now. <laughs> You're like, there's a plug for Seriously. ILP. Seriously. And basically they have, I can't remember how many countries now. I think there's probably 15 that you can volunteer in and you teach English at an elementary school. So, so cool. it's a full immersion program. You can't even speak like their language to them, mm-hmm. which was great. Cause I didn't know Spanish. Yeah. It works out when you <laughs> it don't worked know great it. for me. Yeah. yeah. So you basically apply and you like pick what country you'd want to go to, but it doesn't always end up that way. Mm. So, Costa Rica obviously was my first choice. Uganda was my second. I just, I love Africa. I think it was so cool. I did a service project at girls camp when I was like 13. We (laughs) made shoes for Uganda and I was like, I'm going to go there one day. I love it. So anyways, I applied and for like that fall. So fall of 21, I would have left in August of 2021. Okay. And Costa Rica was full, but I could go, I can't remember the country. They're like, we have a spot. Whatever. If you want to go now. Yeah. Okay. In a different country. I don't even remember which one it was. It was one of my top five choices. Maybe it was Thailand. I don't even know. But I didn't, I decided not to go. Okay. I was like, I really want Costa Rica. And if I wait till January, I'm guaranteed a spot. Oh, so that's nice. I left January of 22. I okay. was there till the end of April of that month. So like yes. three months. Yes. Okay. Um, it was amazing. It was like oh, the time of my life. I can only imagine. I cry all the time when I think about it. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like I have like not a calm bone in my body. Every bone in my body is anxious. <laughs> I just lived in a foreign country. <laughs> you freaking did it. I freaking did it. And so little seven-year-old me was like screaming every morning when she woke up that she was in Costa Rica. I lived with 11 other girls. Oh my Love gosh. them. We don't talk as much as we used to, but yeah. love them to death. Yeah. I just texted my roommate that was there. She's on a mission right now. And I just oh, texted cool. her today and I was like, oh my gosh, dude, can you believe we did that? Like, <laughs> remember how we went to Costa Rica and lived there? remember that? Yeah, totally. There's some really sketchy stuff there. Oh, like, I, I, yeah. I can only imagine as well. Oh my gosh. Looking back <laughs> at it, I'm like, I did what? I don't need, I didn't even tell my parents some of it. Cause I'm like, yeah. they're going to bring me home. <laughs> they're going to say, nope, sorry. They're like, you did what? <laughs> I think I did not get in a strange man's car to take us home. Like, I don't know why we trusted so many people we probably shouldn't have trusted, but yeah. God is real. Oh yeah. Cause we, that like, we were safe. There are yeah. so many people looking out for us yeah. and that like helped us. So, um, the hard part about that though, is that my grandma passed away right before I came home. Oh, so she passed away. She had cancer. She, okay. I want to say she was in remission. I don't even remember. There was something else that she ended up in the hospital for. And I had two and a half weeks till I was coming home. 
and oh, it was so, so close to when you were supposed so to be home. So close, and it was the like three days after my brother's birthday, two weeks oh. before mine. Like it was so, it was so sad. Yeah, that's a hard time. And so to this day, I still like struggle a lot with like I should have talked to her more while I was there. Yeah. I should have, you know. And I didn't see her before I left. She lived in Salt Lake. I didn't see her before she left because she had COVID. And oh. so I'm like, Abigail. It's yeah. not even my name, but that's just what I call myself. Because <laughs> when I do dumb things, I'm like, Abigail. <laughs> so that was really hard to like stay there. But oh, yeah. my family always reminds me. They're like, you were in the one place no one else in her family's been that yeah. she's been. Like oh, you have that connection to her. I know. I'm like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and like as hard as it was that I wasn't there. And I'm like, I wish I would have just left in August. I would have been home when she died. But, like, yeah. I wouldn't have known. No. And my dream was Costa Rica. And yeah. so I did yeah. it. And well, and you – it was set up. Like, you were there, supposed to be there. Totally. Like, totally. You absolutely needed totally. to be where you were. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the craziest thing because there was this Catholic temple or something that was in San Jose. We were in um, San Isidro, which is, like, a half hour out of San Jose. Okay. We were in the foothills. So beautiful. And there was this temple she talked about, or this church, that had these really pretty glass-stained windows, okay. and that I needed to go see it while I was there. Well, of course, I can't remember where I wrote it down. And I think it was probably two or three days after she died, we went into San Jose. I wanted to get some flowers, because they were her favorite. Oh, yeah. And we're walking by, and I just saw it. It was just there. And it just clicked? And like, like that's Yeah. I'm like, I had been in San Jose 20 times, yeah. and I had never seen it. Oh. And I just walked by, and I was like, that's it. And maybe yeah. it wasn't, but like... I just like could feel it. I was like, that's totally it. Yeah. So yeah. it was so cool just to like, to have that connection to her. Yeah. Cause she's oh, yeah. my favorite person in the world. Yeah. So anyways, that's Costa Rica. <laughs> I love it. So you, you were teaching English, yeah. right? But you got to also travel totally. and see mm-hmm. and experience like the culture yeah. there as well. Right. Yep. A good mix of both. Totally. I don't know any Spanish still, <laughs> that's okay. but it was so cool just to see a difference in culture and like yeah. the people everyone was so nice all of our neighbors knew who we were they'd oh, like awesome. stand outside and wave to us when we'd come home from school and all that's the kids awesome. would run up to us they had nicknames for us yeah I was teacher Abby Nugget oh <laughs> I love it and it was just so cool to see because I'd always wanted to visit but yeah you can't experience it no yeah. the same way as yeah. if you live there there's a difference between vacationing uh-huh. and like Totally. being immersed and totally yeah. and we got both which is amazing like yeah. i ziplined above the cloud forest like oh my gosh that's awesome <laughs> super scary but oh yeah just kind of terrified of heights so I don't oh know be as well <laughs> but <laughs> but it was just cool to see it in the way that she saw it yeah not just like oh i'm on vacation yeah sipping a virgin pina colada on the beach yeah like, i yeah. had that but i also just got to experience it yeah in a way i didn't ever expect to experience it yeah so oh that's so anyways cool. lived out my little seven-year-old dream (laughs) yeah good for you that's awesome um okay so obviously you've had some pretty cool experiences and you've been chasing things that you've wanted to chase for a long time little seven-year-old Abby had wanted um so what do you feel like you've been learning or what are some lessons that you feel like you've like really honed in on the past few years of your life or just throughout these experiences yeah I would say even just about Costa Rica, there's three main things I think that I've learned. One of them is to follow your dreams. Mm. Like it's so scary and it's like, well, what are people going to think or what are they going to say or what if it doesn't work? But just do it. Yeah. Like 
you live life like on this earth one time you might as well make the best out of it mm-hmm. you know yeah follow your dreams whatever it takes and I'm lucky enough to have parents that are so supportive of that like I yeah. couldn't do it without them um the second one is that your mental health is the most important thing mm. you have to protect your mental health yeah and all those things you know losing my grandma was there I had to protect myself I yeah. had you know yeah and in other things too of course and I forgot what the third one was. It might come back to me later, but if it does, just yeah, I'll plug throw it in. in. There. <laughs> It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like you've had a lot of experiences to teach you those two lessons or was it like one big experience that has kind of like honed in and been like, wow, yeah, that that's it. That's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> or do you feel like those are things that have kind of been like repeated throughout your life? Um, I would say as far as like following my dreams, there's been a few. One of them obviously oops, was Costa Rica. Mm. And the second one was my photography was another big one. Oh yeah. I have been obsessed with cameras since I was a little kid. Okay. I have 20,000 photos on my phone and then some. <laughs> I love it. And I just can't stop. And yeah. so my grandma was a photographer, the one that was in Costa okay. Rica. Gotcha. And so is my mom's dad. So okay. Grandma so both my, sides yeah both of the sides family. yep both sides of my family and so I was always taking pictures and yeah. I was always grandma was always going freeze taking like smile yeah. whatever yeah. and so when I was in high school I took a photography class okay and my grandpa passed away of course it's always a grandparent <laughs> but um I decided that I was just gonna do it I remember when I was like 11 and I was like I want to do this like he had these beautiful pictures that he took in college up in his house and I was like I want to do that like yeah. I want these pictures in my house oh yeah that I took yeah. totally yeah and so I started just taking pictures of like my friends for mm-hmm. their senior pictures and I haven't put in as much effort as I should <laughs> That's okay. so it really hasn't grown into what I wish it could yeah but I still do it I love it yeah. I love taking pictures of people and of things it's just such a fun way to capture memories so that's a big one just going for it throwing yeah. myself in it obviously Costa Rica was another really big yeah. one um and then as far as like the mental health one and just doing what's best for you my whole life I've struggled with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. like since I was like six years old I still remember my first panic attack really and so and that's followed me it's gotten better in the last year yeah. I don't know why um <laughs> but that's good but it's better yeah and I've had OCD I have PTSD and mm-hmm. so all that stuff I in different experiences whether it's a job like I've left a job or actually my first marketing job that I was fired from mm-hmm. and I thought it was the end of the world and ended up being the best thing because yeah. it was a job that was making my mental health so bad and I didn't realize it yeah and you know your mental health has to come first whether that's with your job or even your family or friends. Yeah. I've had experiences oh, yeah. with all of those where I had to protect myself because at the end of the day, like I have myself yeah. and I yeah. have to be at my best so I can, you know, work and I can live a beautiful life and yeah. follow my dreams like I want to. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I just feel like there's experiences with all those where my mental health. You had to prioritize I it. I had to prioritize it. especially Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. in high school. Like my parents probably thought I was lazy, but it was like, I was this little anxious mess and yeah. no one knew because yeah. no one understood and I didn't even understand. And yeah. so I would say throughout my whole life, there's been different things that have taught me both of those. But yeah. if there's anything that I could teach anyone, whether it's myself or friends or a stranger or my future kids, it's mental health and follow your dreams. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Um, do you, you kept mentioning like protecting yourself and protecting your mental health so what Mm -hmm. are some of the things that you do for yourself like to yeah to do that because it can be so hard like you said like 
get, getting fired from that job, it, it's terrifying. Uh-huh. Like, and it's hard to realize, yeah. okay, what do I need to do now? Like, what's my next mm-hmm. step sort of thing. Um, so what are some of those things that you do? What, what are some things that have helped you in the past? Things yeah. you're trying now to protect your mental health? Yeah, that's a great question. So my first, I guess, kind of memory of like prioritizing that and being yeah. like, look, you guys, I'm not okay and I need help yeah. Yeah. was my junior year of high school. I, okay. I've i had anxiety my entire life. Like I said, I remember my first yeah. panic attack when I was six. Yeah. And I remember a wow. hundred of them since then. And my parents were always like, dude, you're being, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you know? Do your parents, sorry, do your parents struggle with different mental health things or mm-hmm. they do? Okay. Yeah. So it runs in the family. Depression okay. on my dad's side and kind of anxiety on both okay. but I just don't think we realized it was like we couldn't yes put, you know I don't yes. know why it's interesting. no yeah 100% yeah yeah okay sorry I no, just was fine. curious if they like because I feel like if you struggle with it it's easier to empathize or to understand totally. the people that struggle with totally. it so I just was curious yes yeah. but yeah keep going <laughs> so yeah my junior year it was like the peak of my anxiety like mm. someone would open a door to a classroom and I would like start shaking like I was just so overwhelmed anyways so I remember my poor mom she's like are you fine I came home from school one day just sobbing like I left in the middle of class yeah and I went home and I brought my best friend with me she was I think at the time she was in the library she had a couple online classes then I was like I need to go yeah and we drove to my house and my aunt was there and I just walked in and was bawling and my mom was like what are you doing home yeah and I just like could not stop crying and so we were like there's definitely something going on so and I hate asking for help. I hate being yeah. like, well, I, I feel hate like that's a big one. part of struggling with totally. mental health anyways. Is totally. Being, it's vulnerable. It's scary to be like, no, I, I need more than what I can give mm-hmm. myself right now. Like mm-hmm. I need help. Totally. And I'm like, if someone came to me and complained every day, they're anxious. I'd never be like, okay, yeah. go cry about it. I <laughs> yes. <guess. laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, but like, you know, it's so much harder when it's yeah. yourself having to be the person to go and ask for help, 100%. even though, you know, your support system is going to support you. Yes. So anyways, I decided that I wanted to start therapy to figure out kind of what was going on and what it was rooted in. So that's when I found out that I had anxiety, OCD, and depression. Oh, wow. At 17. And I struggled with OCD and anxiety from the time I was like six or seven. Okay. Which is crazy to think about. So it had been like almost lifelong. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, some of my first memories, I was anxious, which is so sad. I'm like my poor little six year old self. I know. If you could go back. I know. It's okay. Totally. (laughs) Totally. And so I started going to therapy and that was a big one. Um, Yeah. And I think I just had to be okay with not being okay yeah I had to be okay telling my teacher like I'm having a really hard day yeah like can I listen to my music or can I work in the library or my teacher my government teacher I love him I was just talking to my mom about my mom about this yesterday oh really and I was like do you remember Mr. Lease I was like I just remember when we had to tell everyone about my anxiety and my mental health and stuff and he was the only teacher that came out of his way to ask if I was okay and like to see what he could do in his class to help me yeah And I think that that's huge. I think... Well, yeah, obviously. Like, it's you still remember that. You still remember him. You remember that experience. Totally. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that made the biggest difference was that there were people that I knew cared. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I I quickly found who my support system was, which to this day is still the biggest thing. Like, if I am struggling with my PTSD or I'm struggling with my depression or my anxiety... The first thing I do is it's usually my best friends because they live 10 minutes away yeah, or my yeah. roommate. I say, I'm having a really hard day so that someone's aware. Yes. So if they're like, yeah, she hasn't texted me in like six hours. Like, yeah. is she awake? Is she fine? Yeah. 
that's the first thing that I always do. And then I I just give myself the space that I need to not be okay. I don't push myself to do something Mm -hmm. I don't want to do. Even though I feel like, I always feel like I'm obligated. I'm like, I've been in bed all day. I have to go to game night. Yeah, yeah. But like, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll lay in bed. I'll put my phone in, do not disturb. Yeah. I'll eat my favorite snack. Which I feel like that's a big thing too. Yeah. It's like, we have so much technology just right at our fingertips. And sometimes it doesn't help, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I got to shut that out. I got to just be here for a minute. Ground myself here. Totally. If I'm ever overwhelmed, the first thing I do is do not disturb. And my friends know it. They're like, she's definitely do not disturb right now. But good for them. They respect that. They're like, she's doing her thing. That's great. Totally. Totally. So I think those have kind of just been the biggest things is being okay with not being okay. And like accepting that feeling and being okay with that. Yeah. And accepting help because obviously someone, if someone reaches out and wants to help me, they're not doing it because they're just like checking it off the list. It's like they care. Yeah. And if I go to someone and I'm like, hey, I really need help. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to be receptive of that. And mental health is scary. It's hard, Mm -hmm. especially because I think there's been a stigma around it for so long. Well, even when you said therapy, I'm like, yeah, that's taboo to people. Like, why is that a taboo thing? Do you know how shocked I was? I was talking to this guy. I don't even remember when this was. And he was saying he had therapy. He's like, oh, I have therapy, like whatever. And I was like, guys, go to therapy. Like, yeah, that's another one is like, guys, like, don't. Yeah. You know, there's a bigger, there's stigma around mental health, but especially with men's mental health. Oh, yeah. And I'm like cry like yeah. when guys cry in front of me they open up to me I'm like yeah. oh my gosh I just want to give you a hug like yeah. that's so scary yeah on top of there already being a stigma around your mental mm-hmm. health it's not attention 100%. seeking it's not that's another thing I had to learn is that it's not seeking attention yeah I just need extra help to function and like yeah. Yeah. you know so anyways I love it thank you yeah. for being willing to share because I, I it's hard. Like you said, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to yeah. like let that piece of you. And I feel like even our culture is so set up to be, I got my crap together. I'm, uh-huh. I'm a hustler. I'm a boss. Totally. And, like all of those things that it's like, check yeah. my to-do list, da, 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 uh-huh. go, go, go sort of mentality. And totally. so to like step back and be like, okay, nope, this is what mm-hmm. I need. This is what I need to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And I can move forward with that once I'm okay. And once exactly. I'm ready. And it's like, thinking about that it's like how you can't do those things yeah if yeah your mental health isn't fine I'm yeah. like it's gonna make it weird can, I'm like good on you because I sure can't yeah oh yeah but you in order to do those things like to be able to perform your best you have to be at your best mentally in oh, yeah. whatever way that is and so that's something that's so huge to me like just the other day I was at work and there was something that happened a few months ago I won't go into the details of it but it was so overwhelming and I yeah. just hadn't given myself the space and the time mm. to accept like this happened to you yeah and like you need to start healing you need to start feeling all those emotions yeah and I got on a work call my boss is like how's your day going and I just started bawling my eyes out you're like this is this I'm like okay so anyways <laughs> about those emails right and he's like do you need to like take a day off and I was like no because if I'm mentally not okay I'm gonna get fired like my last job like yeah that's the other thing too is like your mental health is more important than anything yeah find a job that values what mm. your needs are as well mm-hmm. yeah and oh, 100% I like was so scared to ever be vulnerable with my boss and be like I'm having a hard day or yeah. I have too much that you've given me like is it yeah. fine if I don't finish it until tomorrow because with my last job one of the reasons that I was fired was because of my mental health which I just feel like should not be a thing yeah like 
I'm like, obviously, if I never came to work or yes. I wasn't doing my job, that's a different story. Yes. Like, if but you're not doing anything. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But to have that, yeah. I got called into a meeting. This was in November of last year. I was there for a few months. Okay. And my boss was like, what is going on? I cried, like, twice at work. Like, that was it. It wasn't like yeah. I... It was, I was like, I'm not gonna let them know I have yeah, problems. Yeah, like, you're not there crying every day. Totally. Or, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I had a really bad day. And it was already after, I don't remember, I had some back issue. So it was just like a bad couple weeks. And I remember her just asking what was going on. And mm-hmm. I told her and she was like, well, we don't have time for you to like figure out your meds or therapy. Like we need you to like flip a switch and like get back to work. And I'm like, then this is not for me because yeah, I'm like, I am understand? a human and I have needs. I'm like, do you understand mental health? Yeah. And I remember her telling me, and I'm like, I understand this to a level, but she was like, you leave your personal life at the door. And I'm like, yeah, you come to work, you have a responsibility. Yeah. But she was very against like, open. she's like, that's for your close friends. That's not for like people here. Like you don't talk about that at work. And I'm like, these are my friends. Yeah, this is who I surround myself with every day. Exactly. And so it was so bad. And so she's like, you got to get it together. Like, how do we know we can rely on you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. You've relied on me this totally. far. Totally. I'm like, look at how much I've done. Yeah, so yeah. then in January, I had a meeting with them. And she, I, I could tell she kind of felt bad. Yeah. But she told me they're letting me go. And there's a part of it was budget. And part of it was like more logistical things. Mm. But I could tell when she said something about how you know, in our meeting in November, we talked about these improvements you need and you're improving, but just not fast enough. Like we need someone that we can just rely on and who's there and ready. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. Like it, I think it just completely invalidated like yeah. my whole experience. Like yeah. I had all this, like my grandma, I had all these things that I was dealing with that I was yeah. still getting my job done, but like I couldn't have like real life human emotions yeah. for them. Like, yeah. so it just invalidated it all. And it, it devastated me. I went home for a week was so just like, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And now with my new job, my mental health alone is better. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I was like majorly depressed at the time because of the environment. I didn't realize it. Like I didn't know what it was doing to me. Well, your environment is huge for Mm -hmm. your mental health too. Like totally. And a lot of the times you don't realize it until you're kind of taken out of it. Totally. Oh crap. That was not good. Yeah. That was not where I should have been. Yeah. So then when my boss was like, do you need to take the day off? I'm like, I was like, you're no, like, I can work. Are I'm you going to hold it against me? Yeah, because totally. if you are, then no. But <laughs> totally. if you're being supportive, then yeah. Totally. I was like, no, like I can still work. Like I'll be fine. I just needed a few minutes to like let it all out. I haven't cried about yeah. it since March anyways. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Fine. Good job. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like two things came to my mind when you were talking about that is the first is, okay, our, our work, however much you love it, however much you are whether it's a few hours or a 40 hour week, whatever mm-hmm. it is not, you're still human. Like you're not a robot. Totally. And so there, like you need to find a place that is like, yeah, you are a human being. Yeah. Like you're not yeah. just a number. You're not just exactly. this. You're human. Exactly. <laughs> you function as a human. Exactly. I have human emotions. Yeah. yeah. Human experience. Oh yeah. And then the other thing that I thought of was just like boundaries, just mm-hmm. as you've been talking, like setting boundaries for yourself, setting your mm-hmm. work boundaries, setting in, you know, what I need to do for my mental health boundary, like totally all of those things, which can be hard. It can be yeah. so hard to set boundaries. Oh yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, it can be for sure. Um, have you been able to kind of implement some of those boundaries or is that something that is hard to do for your mental health or I don't know, like, cause 
I'm sometimes really bad. I'm trying to be better. I'm the worst. I'm the I'm worst. I'm trying to be better at boundaries <laughs> for sure because sometimes I'm like, well, I'm just gonna go 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 till I oh have totally left, you know? totally and it's just not it's not very yeah. good. I don't know about you, but I'm a people pleaser. Oh, if someone asks me something, yeah. I can't say no. Yeah, no. Especially I'm if it's be like doing someone it. in like authority. People can't yeah. see the finger quotes, but I'm doing the finger quotes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Like it, your parents, your boss, people mm-hmm. at church, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Especially like a boss. I'm like, yeah. you that's, are that's the difference job. between being able to pay my rent and not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. So, um, I think the hardest one for me to set boundaries with is my friends and for my family. And I mm-hmm. think that that's <laughs> daddy issues. I think that goes back to when I was a kid Yeah. was like my needs weren't met in a way. And then when I was mm. at boundaries, it was like held against me and like, I'm your parent, like stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And so I've always been a people pleaser. I'm like, well, yeah. if like I do what they want me to do, like they're not going to leave or they're not going to be disappointed and they're yeah. not, you know, from that childhood experience. Totally. And so with work, I think it's easier just because I've learned that my job is a safe place. Like Good. there's 15 yeah. of us. We're like a little family. Yeah. Everyone, just their mindset and the way they all live is totally different than the beauty industry. Yeah. It's like their value. Not that the beauty industry has, isn't a bad thing yes but it's just I've seen that their values are different than where I was before yeah Yeah. and my boss even said to me he's like your our number one priority is our employees like your mental health and your well-being comes before getting your work done and so he's like if you ever need like help you need resources like you just tell us like we're not gonna it doesn't make you a bad person so it's been really easy at work (laughs) yeah well that's great and it goes to finding an environment that you can succeed in exactly yeah and I think the hardest thing at least for me and maybe you relate to this and I know that people in my life relate to this is the hardest place to set boundaries is like your family and your friends yeah and I think with friends it just comes down to finding a good group of friends Mm -hmm. and understand totally and I have that like I've had the same friends and I mean I've had friends have definitely come and gone I could write a book (laughs) but about the things that have happened with friends but um my best friends I've had since I was I've known them since I was seven and like we are we trust each other and we can go to each other and say this is you know like you said this you did this or I'm feeling like this because of that can we talk about it yeah and there's been times we've gone to each other and we're like hey I noticed I said this and I kind of felt like like your energy changed or you felt yeah. like I could kind of tell that maybe it bugged you the wrong way. Like, is there something that I need to be doing better? Like, yeah. In the way I communicate and the way I say things or jokes mm. that I make that don't hurt you. Yeah. And especially in the last few years that we've gotten older, we've gotten so much better at that. Yeah. And I'm like, thank goodness. Like communication is the biggest thing oh ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So well, and, and I guess humility for lack of a better yeah. word, like being okay to be like, totally. I think I messed up. Did uh-huh. I like, or I worded that wrong. I'm sorry. Totally. Or, like that. And it's hard, but it's like, it makes your relationships 400 times oh, better. 100%. You're in a safer environment mm-hmm. because you can communicate so much more effectively. Totally. A couple of things I thought about when you said that was, I, apparently I, I lost it. <laughs> I swear, I don't know if I have ADHD or what, but I can never remember anything. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Well, the one thing I do remember I was going to say, yeah. thinking about that is kind of like your environment and having mm-hmm. like a safe place yeah. to have those boundaries. One that was hard for me, I kind of mentioned with like my family growing up and yeah. kind of that abandonment and stuff like that. Um, I guess 
I'm like acting like everyone knows my whole life story. You can share as much or as little <laughs> as you want. It's totally up to you. Um, to keep a long story short, my parents were divorced when I was really little. So okay. they okay. were divorced when I was like two. And then at some point they got remarried, which okay. apparently isn't normal. I was like, that's not normal for divorced families. <laughs> are you sure? I'm like, are you sure? Because it happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they got divorced again when I was in first grade. And I still remember that okay. day like so vividly. Yeah. I remember like my mom telling me and I didn't understand like what that meant mm. but I understood enough to know like okay dad's not coming home yeah and yeah. we moved to Idaho so we lived in Vancouver Washington at okay. the time and then gotcha. we moved up to northern Idaho so after they got divorced uh-huh. that second yeah. time okay so we moved there October of like 2009 I was in first grade gotcha and I think he ended up moving down there like in November so we weren't away from him for very long yeah yeah but in my mind I'm like we're leaving my dad like yeah. why doesn't he want us like what's going on yeah well you're how old seven seven Is yeah seven yeah. I was seven and a half yeah and then when he did move up he I have two older brothers okay. so they're one's three years older than me and the other one is three years older so than you're him. the youngest I'm the youngest oh, okay I'm my mom's pride and joy I'm just kidding <laughs> absolutely <laughs> only girl youngest I'm the only girl yeah uh-huh. so of course you know the boys do boy things yeah. like they want to play video games and paint and play dystopian wars and all these yeah. minecraft and whatever yeah and i just always sat in my room and watched iCarly. like yeah. i know there was things we did together but i just remember always feeling like oh yeah like what about me yeah so my mom got remarried my stepdad now he's my best friend i love him obviously i'm here for father's day yeah, yeah. and my dad got remarried and this was both of these were when i was in fifth grade okay. so i was i think i was 11 10 or 11 yeah somewhere that around there right mm-hmm and my stepmom and I had this huge falling out. And basically, it just made all the daddy issues worse. Because yeah. then, of course, my dad chose her side. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I'm your kid. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I understand there needs to be, like, a consequence here. But not, like, my relationship with my dad. Yeah. I didn't go to his house for seven years. Really? I The week before my 13th birthday, he took me to a football game. Because at the time, I was obsessed with football. Yeah. And he then told me that I couldn't come back to their house until I had like admitted all these things I had done and like resolved it with his wife. Wow. And I'm like, and you're 13, I'm 13. And so I'm learning like, Oh, like my relationship with my dad is conditional. Like I can't do anything wrong. It's conditional. Like it's just this repeated pattern that I internalized from a young age. Yes. And without probably really realizing that that was like what you felt or thought, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And so, like, my stepmom, like, I would try to call them and be like, hello, like, I'm yeah. doing the best that I can. And, yeah. like, it's, like, yell at me, like, all these things. She oh sent texts to my grandma, my brothers, my mom and my stepdad about it. And wow. I've seen some of them and heard some of them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember crying myself to sleep so many times yeah. because I just felt like, like, my relationship with my dad, like, is just based off of, you know, this yeah. dumb thing yeah. I did when I was 11 because I didn't get attention from my dad and they acted out. Yeah. anyways so I went to his house like I would see him but I had a really hard time like being like I don't want to see you and I struggle with that I'm like how do I set that boundary like you're my dad I have to respect you but like you hurt me yeah like yeah hello yeah yeah oh yeah which is that is such a tricky position to be in totally like yeah yeah and so I didn't go to their house and actually spend time with my stepmom and him until Christmas of it wasn't this last Christmas, but the one before that. So what is that? 2021. I feel like that's no. so not right. Yes. I feel like it was this last Christmas. In tw- it was 2020. It was 20. Nope. No. Oh my gosh. What year are we in? 2023. So it was 22. Okay. So last Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 We're on track. We're, we're good. <laughs> 
And I remember I walked in the house and I like walked out like two minutes later. And I was bawling my eyes out on the phone with my mom because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. Like, yeah. Yeah. how do I navigate this relationship that I didn't even have to begin with with my yeah. dad? You know, yeah. in the meantime, I have this stepdad who loves me and protects me yeah. and nurtured that relationship for so many years. Yeah, and put in that effort. And, totally. Yeah. And I'm like, he's the one that helped me figure out where my issues with you and my stepmom even came from. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one who led that. Obviously, my mom too. But yeah. they... Yeah helped me and they tried to figure that out while he was off you know on distancing your relationship me. yeah totally yeah. and so then I was like hey I want to work on this relationship with you because every girl wants their dad in their life oh, every time yeah. I was a little kid I go to a church activity for father's day yeah or they do I don't know I'd steal my friends and they'd be like laying on their dad's shoulder at church or they're like oh my dad's my best friend and I'm like what? Yeah. Like it felt weird to me. Yeah. I was like, is yeah. that even like, is that normal? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I didn't I'm have sorry, it. What? Yeah. And so I wanted that. I'm like, I want to have a relationship with you, yeah. but like, hello, like yeah. your wife has had it out for me since I was 11 years old, mm-hmm. accusing me of all these things that never even happened. Yeah. And you're defending her. Like he even, he said this straight up. Oh my gosh. That even if he said this to my brothers, even if what she's doing is wrong, I'm still going to defend her and back her up. Cause she's my wife. Wow. Yeah. Moment of silence for that one. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't even, I don't Isn't have crazy? words to respond. No. And I'm like, how am I supposed to, you know, set these boundaries and have a relationship with you in a way that's healthy for me yes. and my mental health yeah. when I try to set a boundary and I'm guilt tripped or, yeah. you know, then my stepmom's all like, ah, you know, you yeah. just need to respect your dad, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Yeah. Getting and so, it. yeah. Um, the relationship is better now. Good. So it's gotten better. While I was in Costa Rica, after my grandma died, mm. that caused a huge family drama. Like, it was really? crazy stuff with her will and all this ridiculous oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. So my brothers, like, weren't talking to him. Like, it's crazy. Really? And one thing my grandma always told my dad is, if you don't protect your relationship with your kids and you don't, like, you don't, you know, if you're not good to them and yeah. you're, you know, letting your wife determine your relationship with them and, yeah. you know, you're going to lose your kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they try to communicate with you and set these boundaries with you and try to have a relationship that for them is healthy and you mm-hmm. guilt trip them. Like, mm-hmm. I called my dad for Father's Day and he goes, oh, is one of my kids actually calling me today? And I was like, well, if you weren't expecting it, I can just hang up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's really easy for me to back out of this. Totally. And so I think, I don't know why I'm taking 10 years to s- explain this, but no, that's okay. I think the hardest relationship is to set boundaries with is an unhealthy one with a parent Mm. because like with friends and stuff if they're not respecting you I've done this I had to be like you know this isn't healthy for me anymore I love you you. off that relationship totally and Mm -hmm. I did this not that long ago well like a year ago but yeah yeah I'm like it's so much easier in that sense because it's like they're not your blood it's not you know it's still hard it's really hard yeah snapchat memories pop up and I want to cry every time yes yes not to discount that yeah totally but when it comes to a parent you want your parent in your life. Yeah. I have an amazing mom. She is the best person in my life. And I have an amazing stepdad who he is my dad. And yeah. Sometimes people are like, which one are you talking about? I'm like, oh, Steve, you know, <laughs> you're like the one who showed up. Literally, exactly. The one who came to my volleyball games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, who tells me I'm pretty. Yeah. And anyways, it's so hard when it's a family member because mm. it's like, okay, well, do I completely cut that off yeah. if they're not respecting my boundaries? But it's yeah. like, it's my parent. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? You know? So I think where I've had to actually learn and figure out like how to set a boundary and hold it yeah. is with my dad and my mm-hmm. stepmom because it's such an unhealthy, unstable relationship. Yeah. 
Now it's a lot better than it was. Watch them listen to this, and they're going to be like, what? I'll get, like, 12 paragraphs about how horrible of a daughter I am. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true, but... <laughs> but I just think that's where, like, your mental health... Yeah. And, like, you know, that oh, has yeah. to come in. You have to protect yourself, even if yeah. it's a parent, which is so hard. Yeah. I'm first-hand experience. It's yeah. so hard. But yeah. I've learned that when I've done that... It might be uncomfortable for them and they might get upset and angry. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to set those boundaries, that's how I'm going to keep that relationship. Yes. Yeah. And because they have to see it to that way. you're able to be yourself. You're able exactly. to interact with them because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I'm like, when is it going to click in your head that I'm not just doing this for myself and I'm not doing it to just be like, you know, a bad kid. It's because I want to protect that relationship. Yeah. And in order to do that, I have to protect myself first. Yes. Yes. I can't be in a healthy relationship if I don't have a healthy mindset about it. Yeah. I love that. So, anyways, live, laugh, love. I love my dad. I really do, but yeah. that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, yeah, families can be hard. Like, yeah. just family relationships can be hard because there is so mm-hmm. much weight totally. in those relationships. Totally. Because, yeah, you, they don't just go away. Like, yeah. they're there. That's for life. For yeah. lifers. Yeah, you, you got <laughs> to figure something out. And totally. S- yeah, so those boundaries are so important. Totally. I'm like, at least at the end of the day, even if for some reason I never mended that relationship with them, I have my mom and I have my stepdad. Yeah. And I could brag about them till the day I die. <laughs> like, everything about chasing my dreams and everything about helping my mental health yeah. and finding that support is because of them. Obviously, yeah. my friends and, like, my siblings of course yeah yeah but at the end of the day I couldn't have done it yeah. without my mom and him and my mom yesterday of course it's father's day we get you know nostalgic about dad yeah and she was like I remember just praying that obviously I wanted to be happy but at the end of the day I just wanted a man who was gonna love my kids mm-hmm. and raise them and be the father figure that they deserved yeah. and that I was scared they're gonna miss out on mm-hmm. and she did it she married up I hope my dad doesn't hear that but like <laughs> He's amazing. He's the best. Yeah. And I couldn't have chased my dreams. I couldn't have moved to yeah. Costa Rica yeah. or, yeah. you know, started a photography business or whatever else it is that I want to do without them being like, okay, well, let's get you photography courses. Yeah. You can yeah. take my help camera with you supporting. to Utah. Mm-hmm. I'll help you pay for Costa Rica yeah. and yeah. I'll help you with the supplies. I'll, you know, whatever it is, I couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, even though my relationship with my own dad is chaotic and complicated yeah I am so lucky to have a mom and a dad who have done everything in their power to make sure they have a good life and that I'm supported yeah in my dreams and in the chaos that has been my mental health since I was a little kid yeah and so I think the one of the biggest things and the most important things with that is to find people in your life whether it's at your work Mm -hmm. or it's roommates or it's people that you meet at college it's your friends it's your family find people who really value you and understand you and are willing to like help you learn help you grow and not only help you like support your dreams but help you get there yeah and who understand your needs and even though it might be uncomfortable for them or it might kind of be like oh, like we had plans you have to cancel, but they're they're understanding of what your needs are and are willing to support that. And what is the word I'm looking for? Validate that? Mm. I don't know. I think you know what I'm trying to say, but just finding people who care about that Yeah. because hello, your dreams are what make your life and your mental health is the most important thing. So you got to find something that supports both of those. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're the people to surround yourself with for sure. Yeah. Well, perfect. I 
typically ask people like who inspires them as the last question and I feel like we kind of just talked about that unless you have best friends yeah I was like (laughs) unless you want to add anything to that um I just think yeah obviously like the people you surround yourself with are Uh are so important so crucial and obviously inspire you to take care of yourself and to Mm -hmm. pursue the things that you want to pursue but if you have anything else you want to add to that if there's people that come to mind or attributes and characteristics of your parents anybody else that um inspires you to kind of wrap up um obviously yeah my parents my grandma obviously influenced a huge part of my life oh yeah to this day (laughs) and like there are so many things that I see in myself that I'm like that's my grandma yeah and I'm so proud of that I love that and obviously my best friends I love them more than anything in the world I don't think I could not be who I am today without them and I think that that just because we've been friends for so long we understand each other in a way that you only understand someone when you take the time to understand them love that yeah so find those good. friends yeah all these yeah. friends act like they're your friends and talk crap about you behind your back get rid of them yeah <laughs> we don't want that see ya <laughs> seriously I'm yeah. like it's hard and it's scary but at the end of the day to be the best version of yourself you have to find those people yeah and I I don't know if I could be here today if it weren't for them like yeah. there are so many times in my life where I didn't think I was gonna make it through yeah and my mom my dad obviously my siblings and my best friends were there the whole time doing whatever it took to help me through that. Yeah. And did whatever it took to help me chase my dreams and to do all these things that I've done with my life, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And I love them and I owe everything to them. Like if I could give them the world, I'd give them the world because I don't think they hear enough how important they are to me. I cry Mm. all the time when I'm like, how did I get so lucky? Like there have been some really crappy people and really crappy things in my life. But I have good people who love me. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, it's the last thing I'll say, my mom's always like, oh, you have these friends that come and go your whole life. And I always thought it was the most important to have, you know, the biggest birthday party and, you know, have the most friends and have the most expensive car and all these things. But at the end of the day, she's like, I can count on one hand who my closest friends are who have stood by me through everything, every Mm -hmm. mistake I've ever made, every hardship we've ever had or that I've gone through. Those are the ones that have stayed and those are the ones that count. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to forget about those friends that you were crying on your floor about. Yeah, who were so big at that time. Exactly. And you're going to come out there and realize, okay, but look at these five people who stayed the whole time Mm. and turned me into who I am. Yeah. So all the best parts of me are because of them. I love that. I love that. I love them. (laughs) It's the best when you cry tears of gratitude. Seriously. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for being willing to share with us. (laughs) I'm glad you thought it was fun. I had so much fun. Um, But we're so grateful that we were able to chat with you today and to hear a little bit about your story and what you're willing to share with us. Um, We hope you guys have such a good week and that you enjoyed Abby's episode. Hopefully you can take something from it and um, help, you know, use that boundaries, learn things that um, prioritize your mental health and chase your dreams. We love you guys. Have a good week. Bye.